Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm Dave Walker, and this is the injury update for Tuesday, October 27th for the upcoming Falcons versus Panthers game, week eight of the 2020 NFL season. Let's start with the home team up the road, the Carolina Panthers. They are coming into this game at 3-4, and four, and the most notable development for them this week is the fact that uh, running back, offensive weapon, whatever you want to call him, Christian McCaffrey, has been activated off of injured reserve. That said, head coach Matt Rule has not said whether or not he's going to play on Thursday night, so this is obviously something to watch over the next couple days. Uh, obviously, if Christian McCaffrey is back for the Panthers, that is a huge, huge upgrade for their offense. No offense to Mike Davis, who actually played really well against the Falcons back in week five, but having Christian McCaffrey back is a boost both to the running game and to the passing game since he is uh, one of their key weapons in the passing game as well. So right now, looks like uh, he's going to be probably uh, questionable for the game. But I wouldn't be surprised if he makes it. So definitely a name to keep an eye on. As for the rest of the Panthers, they're coming in a little bit banged up. Uh, and they've got some interesting developments today. Uh, first of all, let's start with the most notable development. Cornerback Eli Apple with a hamstring injury. Um, he was listed as uh, not participating and he was cut. He was cut today by the Carolina Panthers. The former first round pick, unfortunately, was let go. What's notable about this cut is around 2.55 p.m. today, this is per Jason Budd of the AJC, around 2.55 p.m. today, Julio Jones mentioned Eli Apple specifically uh, being in the Panthers' cornerback rotation, and he, he mentioned how he had played against Apple when he was with the Saints. At 3.37, the Panthers released him. <laughs> so Julio has a history of ending the careers of Carolina Panthers cornerbacks, including Benny Benwickery back in 2016 with his 300-yard game. And now we can see that Julio simply mentions the name Eli Apple, and the guy is cut less than half an hour later. So pretty stunning development. He was not playing much this year for the Panthers. He had been injured a lot. Uh, so to be fair to him, I, I don't know that uh, Julio was even going to get much of an opportunity to see him. But yeah, Eli Apple is gone. Uh, as for the rest of the Panthers, they had two guys that did not practice. The most notable here is going to be um, left tackle Russell Okung with a calf injury. He actually left the Saints game early and did not return. Uh, he did not practice on Tuesday. So this actually could be a bit of a concern for them on the offensive line. If he does not play, that could be an opportunity for the Falcons to get a little bit more of a pass rush going, something they have failed to do over the past few weeks. Uh, again, he is arguably their best offensive lineman on the left side and uh, did not, you know, didn't finish the Saints game. So with a, a short week, uh, Thursday night game, I'm not sure if he's going to make it. 
And defensive tackle Zach Kerr with a toe injury also did not practice. So he's another player that they have counted on in that defensive line rotation. Uh, they're going to miss him if he is not out there as well. Finally, guard uh, John Miller, uh, who had an ankle injury. Uh, he did miss the Saints game. He was limited on Tuesday, so projecting for him to be healthy. Uh, and finally, defensive end uh, Mark, Marquise Haynes and, with a knee injury and defensive end Ife Obata with a back injury were both full participants. Uh, now on to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they got some good news this week. Marlon Davidson was activated off of the COVID list. Uh, so good news there. It looks like his health is back to the point where he can play again. Uh, so thank God. You know, we're glad to hear that. And uh, right now, the only player who is still on the COVID list for the Falcons is uh, defensive end slash defensive tackle John Kaminsky at this point. The Falcons are going into this game with uh, very, very few injuries. And the only name that did not participate in practice on Tuesday was defensive end Tack McKinley with the groin injury. Yes, it's the same one that has plagued him all season. He did, however, play on Sunday, and I do not remember him exiting the game. I do think he was on a bit of a pitch count, but I think this is just the Falcons uh, letting him get some rest, making sure he doesn't re-aggravate it. And at this point, this is probably the tack they're going to take with him until the bye week at minimum, just to make sure he, he fully recovers and it's good to see that he did play this past Sunday, uh, but again, did not practice on Tuesday. Not sure what we'll see Thursday night. I expect him to play, but we'll, we'll see more as the, the week develops. Uh, on offense, the, the remaining players uh, for the Falcons that did not or that were limited on uh, Tuesday were all offensive players. Uh, first, wide receiver Russell Gage with a knee injury. If you watched the game on Sunday, uh, if you were like one of us and you saw that injury that he suffered, it looked gruesome and it looked like it was going to be a season ender. Uh, the fact that he came back in the third quarter was really stunning and I think just speaks to his toughness. And he actually was a critical factor in the last Falcons offensive drive, making two big catches and keeping that drive alive uh, that the Falcons ultimately scored on, obviously scoring too soon with Gurley tripping into the end zone. We won't rehash that. Uh, but Gage... Knee injury, limited participant, as you would expect. Uh, likewise, Julio Jones, limited, but not with the hamstring. Uh, they have him listed with a hip injury. So <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of that. Hopefully it's not a big deal, uh, but they have it listed as a hip injury. I don't know if that is a typo or if he legitimately is not suffering from the hamstring anymore and somehow you know turned his hip. I don't know. Right now, he's limited. Fully expect him to be ready to go on Thursday. Um, tackle Caleb McGarry with an elbow injury was also limited. Again, uh, really not concerned about him. Uh, and incidentally, McGarry and Chris Lindstrom, to their credit on the right side, they have turned in two straight games with actually their strongest performances of the year, according to PFF. And if you look at what they've done uh, just watching the game, both of these guys over the past several games have gotten uh, notably better. McGarry is actually one of our best pass blockers on the team right now. And for a guy who, you know, last year he was really, really bad, if we're being honest. And the beginning of this year, there was a point in time where I actually thought Matt Gono may leap him on the depth chart with how he was struggling, at least in the first game. 
this is a fantastic development, especially if you think ahead to you know the next head coach and, and who's going to come in and inherit this roster. If you've got two players cemented, young players cemented on the right side of your line, you've got Jake Matthews cemented on the left side of your line, you've got Matt Hennessy cemented for the the you know that center position, hopefully. You see an offensive line that is mostly intact. You only have to patch that left guard spot. That is such a big boost to your recruiting efforts to try to bring in another head coach. So kudos to those guys for their growth. I wanted to point that out because uh, even though he's you know limited in the practice this week, their in-game performance, McGarry Lindstrom, has been improving, and uh, it's it's really great news for the long-term health of this franchise. Uh, finally, center Alex Mack, who did briefly exit the game on Sunday, came back in, I think, after just sitting out one play. Uh, he was limited on Tuesday with a knee injury as well. And that's it. Honestly, this is one of the first games for the Falcons where the number of guys was below like 10 that showed up on the injury list. And it's one of the first times I can remember that we didn't have anyone listed on the defense uh, that in the secondary and in the linebacking core. So it has been a long season. I realize that it's been long for us covering this team, watching every single game, not being able to turn away, to turn our eyes away from the horror that's in front of us. Believe me, it hurts us as much as it hurts you guys to watch this team right now. Uh, but they are getting healthy. That's good news. You know, we want these guys uh, to play their best. At least I do. I know some of you guys are ready for the tank, and I understand that. But uh, it's good to see some of our key players able to be out there. And at minimum, let's just hope they make these games fun to watch. They don't have to win them. But at this point, I, I, I would just like to see something other than a train wreck. And that's the injury report for Tuesday, October 27th. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at FalcoholicDW. And for updates on this podcast, follow us at FalcoholicPod. And don't forget to check Falcoholic.com daily for our write-ups and updates on the Atlanta Falcons. We'll be back tomorrow for the Wednesday injury update. Have a great day. We'll talk with you next time.